0: Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, I wanted to do a short podcast on the topic of blood pressure. You already saw the title. You know what it's about, the causes of high blood pressure and how to reverse it. Uh, These are some simple stats about blood sugar, or blood sugar, blood pressure. Stage one, hypertension. Uh, This is classified as anything between 130 and 139 over 80, okay? Uh, Stage two is anything 140 over 90 or greater. Uh, This is what the doctors will classify you as actual hypertension. So what are some risks of blood pressure, high blood pressure, hypertension, hypertension, Uh, Here's some quick stats from the CDC. You can look this up. Uh, Risk for stroke and heart attack. One of the leading contributing risks makes sense. If our blood pressure and our arteries are constricted, blood pressure is elevated, this can lead to a heart attack or stroke. Last year, there was found to be 670,000 deaths found to be alongside high blood pressure so either the cause or a contributing factor to the heart situation 47% of us adults have high blood pressure 47% of us adults literally half of everybody walking around as a, an adult has high blood pressure and you'll see when we get into the the causes of Uh, hypertension, why that probably is completely realistic and the case. Uh, Here's another one. 25% of all those uh, U.S. adults who have blood pressure actually control it. So that means 75% of them are walking around with uncontrolled high blood pressure. Okay. Uh, $131 billion per year is spent in the U.S. on blood pressure medications, treatments, things like that. And the highest states of high blood pressure, I thought this was interesting, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. Why is that? Well, in some of my seminars uh, that I used to teach at Natural Grocers, we talked about these four or five states in the South are the poorest states in the country. They're also the least educated, and they're also um, the... Uh, they have, they're basically what you call food deserts. So there's a lack of healthy food in these four or five states in the South. So, root causes of hypertension. Let's talk about the root causes. What causes this problem to happen? Why is it so prevalent? Well, number one that came up on the list is high blood sugar and prediabetes. And this makes a lot of sense. If you think about uh, a sucker and you lick that sucker and you stick it on your table, Okay. What happens? That thing's going to stick, right? It's going to be hard to get off there. It may even peel the paint off of whatever you stick it on. And that's because sugar is extremely crystallized and sticky and it binds to things, right? So if we eat a lot of sugar um, or carbohydrates that turns into sugar in the form of starch to glucose, we will have high blood sugar in the blood. This makes the arterial walls very sticky And that leads us to our number two, which is high inflammation. Because when the arterial walls are very sticky due to high blood sugar, they get very inflamed. And you can think about this as like mm, a road rash on your skin. Um, You know, it's irritated, it's raw, it's red. That's the inside of our arterial walls when we have high blood sugar. You may not feel it, but that's what's going on inside the arterial walls. So because this inflammation happens, um, the body starts to constrict the arterial walls to try to protect them because they're raw and inflamed. So that actually calcifies them. So we take, um, long story short, is we actually take calcium out of the bones and this goes into the bloodstream to alkalize the blood because sugar is very acidic, okay? Um, And this calcification um, distributes all through the arterial walls. And that is actually the plaque that builds up inside of our arteries is mostly calcium. Okay. So high blood sugar, high inflammation, number one, number two, uh, number three, I thought this was interesting. Magnesium deficiency. We talk a lot about on this podcast about the benefits of magnesium. It's responsible for hundreds and hundreds of enzymatic processes in the body. Without enough magnesium, your body fails to do certain things. Well, guess what it fails to do in the arterial walls when it's not there? Relax blood vessels. So magnesium plays a crucial role in relaxing blood vessels. This is exactly why if you're magnesium deficient, you will have leg cramps because your muscles um, will not get the relaxing effect in the blood vessels that keeps them from spasming and cramping, okay? So a magnesium deficiency oftentimes is caused by a number of factors that's in our environment, but also chronic stress. And that's our number four. Root cause of hypertension, chronic stress, and high cortisol. And high cortisol leads to number one, number two, higher blood sugar and higher inflammation, okay? And cortisol depletes our magnesium. So you could really say this is probably one of the biggest factors is just too much stress you're not managing your cortisol uh, this is leading to higher blood sugar leading to higher inflammation and depleting your magnesium okay because you see how this all feeds back to each other and number five is well this is probably the biggest factor um inactivity or lack of exercise because guess what uh inactivity or lack of exercise does It keeps your blood sugar higher because you're not burning that glucose out of the blood. That keeps your inflammation higher. Also, exercise, uh, you can look at it this way. What is it doing when we are in the gym lifting weights or you get a muscle pump or you're doing cardiovascular work and your heart is pounding? You are expanding and contracting the arterial walls. Okay, So think of this as like a, a rubber band. When a rubber band is cold... It's very stiff, but as soon as you start moving that rubber band and getting it warmed up, it gets more and more pliable. The arterial walls are no different when we expand and contract them on a regular basis. And this could be as simple as just walking or hiking, doing anything that gets your heart rate elevated above, let's say 100, 110 beats per minute. That's expanding and contracting the arterial walls. Now, the best way to do this is resistance training okay think about resistance training for a second i want you to think about these big huge professional bodybuilders when you look at them and they have a massive pump during a workout what stands out to you their veins they're almost disgusting at some point like these dime-sized veins that stick out of their arms and chest and legs and that is because they are expanding and contracting those huge arterial walls to flood oxygen and blood And actually remove lactic acid from the muscles so think of it this way Um, I'll nerd out on this for a second when you really 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 expand and contract the arterial wall you've got this crazy burn going on in the muscle that's lactic acid building up in the muscle your your body has to shuttle that out and deal with that lactic acid so it floods blood to that area and that's the pump that you feel when you get that burn and you actually will physically swell the muscle will swell up with blood because it's flooding that area with blood to try to pull that lactic acid out and also add uh, carbohydrates and nutrients and oxygen back to the muscle during that muscular pump. So you could argue, we're going to get into treatment here in a second, but you could argue that resistance training and getting a muscular pump is one of the easiest ways to reverse high blood pressure because of the huge expanding and contracting of those arterial walls and venous walls, so your veins. Now, all that said, the root cause, let's summarize the root causes again. It's just basically inactivity, poor diet, and not dealing with your stress, okay? So you got higher blood sugar, higher inflammation, a magnesium deficiency, too much stress, and you don't exercise enough, okay? Simple fixes for this. Let's talk about the treatment And over the last seven, eight years of training clients, uh, professionally, I, this is probably the easiest medication to get clients off of with their doctor's help. Okay. So people come in, they'll usually tell me about what medications they're on. And one of the first things I'm looking for is on, are they on high blood pressure medication? Because I need to ease them into workout very gracefully If they have high blood pressure uh, as a safety precaution, I don't want nobody flopping out on me in the gym. I've never had to do CPR on someone and never want to. So um, when I see that someone has high blood pressure, though, I'm often telling them, "Okay, like as we start resistance training in the first four weeks of resistance training, I really want you to pay attention to if you're getting lightheaded or not. Because, I see this over and over again, someone who's on high blood pressure medication, what is that medication designed to do? It's designed to lower your blood pressure. But as we start resistance training and we're expanding and opening up those arterial walls, guess what happens? They go hypotensive and they will start to get lightheaded when they stand up. They will start to be lightheaded during their workouts. Um, This is a, a clear indication that we need to talk to their doctor about halving that medication or lowering the medication. Uh, again, with the help of their doctor. And that way we can make sure that they're not going hypotensive because of this medication. And we're basically taking two medications. We're taking a natural one <laughs> and we're taking a, a synthetic one. And they're working really well and that causes hypotension um, to reverse that hypertension. So the, that's the number one thing is resistance training for the treatment of hypertension. I've literally seen people come in the gym And within four to six weeks, they're completely off of their hypertension medication. I've seen people literally start walking, a walking routine, where they just walked every day for 30, 45 minutes at a good pace, like you're late for something, and get off of their hypertension medication. Okay, so this is a simple fix with just a few tweaks, right? Number two, you have to lower blood sugar and inflammation. You have to lower blood sugar and inflammation. How do we do that? Eating an anti-inflammatory diet. That's what we talk about on this podcast consistently. Uh, So meat, fish, fowl, nut, seed, fruit, veg. You make that your mantra. Meat, fish, fowl, nut, seed, fruit, veg. What is that? That is real, whole, one ingredient, God-given foods on this planet. Okay? So we're ditching processed food. We're ditching fast food. No sodas. uh, No processed, packaged, boxed foods. Stay on the outside of the grocery store. So you're in the produce section. You're in the deli. Uh, you're in, you know, the sections that don't have lots of box processed, bagged food. Okay. It comes from a factory or it comes from a farm. Which one do you want? You want the farm. Okay. So I've harped on that enough, but you really have to lower inflammation and blood sugar. And we do that with real whole foods. Okay. It's not like we have to do the keto diet, even though that's really beneficial for this, but, um, you know, you you just want to lower the process. Uh, refined carbohydrates and packaged processed foods and inflammatory oils. All right. Number three, we have to focus on supplementing magnesium. Uh, like I said, there's a there's a number of causes in our environment that makes us magnesium deficient. Uh, for just to list them off very quickly, in our environment, you could think about the water system heavily filtered. We don't get spring water anymore. That filters out a lot of the magnesium. Uh, the soil that our food is grown in is not rested like it's supposed to be, Uh, therefore, it's heavily depleted with mass agriculture, does not have the magnesium in it it's supposed to. Uh, And then, of course, we go back to the chronic stress that's going on in the world amongst humankind that depletes what little magnesium we do get, all right? So, Literally 100% of my clients, I recommend six to 800 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, citrate, or malate on a daily basis, preferably an hour before bed. It helps relax blood vessels and muscles and neurological function. It really helps to ease you off into sleep. So that's my number three is supplementing magnesium. Oh, and by the way, you can get magnesium biglycinate in a powdered form off Thorn supplements, the best supplements in the game. Don't get your supplements off Amazon. You do not know what you're getting. You have to use a third-party verified um supplement company that means that a third party tests their supplements to have what they say they have in them and that way you know what you're paying for okay you get what you pay for with supplements remember that this is there's this is no different than anything else in the world you you some you, most of the time 98% of the time you get what you pay for and thorn supplements is at the top of their game so if you would like my discount to thorn all you have to do send me an email let me know you want the Thorn discount. I'll send you an invite. Once you log in, you'll literally have 25% off of everything in the store as a client on of mine. Uh, the only thing that doesn't cover is testing that they run. So Thorn actually does offer testing for certain uh, things. So magnesium, that's our number three. And number five, a daily or I'm sorry, a number four, our daily de stress routine. Okay, so we have to daily de-stress what does that mean like why were we not taught to do this as young humans right Uh, this means that every day I'm doing something to de-stress this could be my resistance training my exercise is definitely a part of that stretching and breathing and mobility work is absolutely a part of that it calms the central nervous system walking in nature getting out with your dog um Anything outside is usually calming to the nervous system. This is really interesting. I'm going to nerd out again for a second. Did you know that studies consistently find that uh, what are called binaural beats, these are different frequencies of sound that you go in, in and out of your ears. Did you know that nature is the best sorts of binaural beats and it actually lowers cortisol and lowers your respiratory rate, your heart rate, even blood pressure just by being in nature how often are we just going back out in nature and enjoying sunshine enjoying the wind enjoying the water enjoying the breeze massively crucial to de-stress us being in contact with the earth grounding if you've not looked at the research of grounding it's it's i know people think oh my gosh that's so woo woo but literally look up the research of grounding it's absolutely fascinating What's my point? All of these things de-stress us. You could also think about the things that you're creativity and passionate about, like you know, music, art. For me, it's woodworking. Um, any of these creative passions, sports, even uh, these things massively uh, decrease stress in a large way. An Epsom salt bath, a sauna, uh, massage. You know, I'm just listing off the top of my head these things that are very crucial in my clients to help them to de-stress. But whatever it is. We have to disengage from work mode, disengage from think mode. We have to disengage. Otherwise, guess what happens? Let's think of a piece of equipment. Uh, let's say you got a piece of heavy equipment, you always work in this thing, you're never resting it, you're never changing the oil, changing the hydraulic fluid, changing any of these things, right? What's gonna end up happening over time? This thing's always engaged and never being taken care of. Something's gonna break. It's no different. Um, the body is no different at all, it will disengage for you if you don't disengage it in the form of a cold, a flu, a sickness, a disease, uh, a diagnosis, you know, one of those things, it will disengage for you, okay? So we have to do this, and we have to take ourselves out of autopilot, so to speak, and by taking ourselves out of autopilot and de-stressing, one of the best ways to do that is uh, a meditation of prayer or Bible reading or whatever it is for you and breathing. Breathing, I cannot emphasize it enough. Your autonomic nervous system is what controls our breathing and breath work. And that's it's gonna do that for you whether you think about it or not, right? So by taking control of that, you're actually taking control of your nervous system and calming that down. Okay, so a daily activity of some sort of de-stress routine. Uh, here's an easy one for you guys that are busy and you just can't really think about this right now. Uh, every day, take an Epsom salt bath. And when you're in the Epsom salt bath, do like three to five minutes of a guiding, a guided breathing session. If if you could just do that, I promise you, your, your inflammation uh, will go down, your cortisol will go down, and your blood pressure will go down. Okay, remember, that's what we're talking about today is blood pressure, Zach. <laughs> so... If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, maybe you have a question, maybe you want me to cover a certain topic, please DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email. Let me know what topics you want me to cover. I hope this summarizes for you well blood pressure. Just remember, uh, it's one of the leading causes of heart attack and stroke. Uh, We have to get inflammation and blood sugar uh, and stress under control. Start exercising on you know a regular basis, a walking routine, a hiking routine. Get out with your dog, uh, cycling, resistance training, and then supplement magnesium. Okay, um, de-stress. These are all the things we need to do to get high blood pressure under control. And I promise you, I've seen you know literally ninety-five percent of the people that have done these things are completely off of their hypertension medication and living a happier, healthier, more vibrant, energetic life. So thank you for spending the last 19 minutes and 20 seconds with me. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.